Suncoast Pinball files for Chapter 11. Elvira's House of Horrors revealed. Ghostbusters gets its long-awaited update. Hi, my name is Jonathan Houston and welcome to the Pinball Magazine and Pinball News monthly pinball industry news update. And with me is... I'm Martin Ebb, and uh, together we will be looking back at the wonderful month of September 2019. Right. And um, there's no exaggeration to say it was uh, it was an action-packed month. Yeah. Uh, Wouldn't you agree? Um, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, a very exciting month. Um, although not everything can be considered a highlight, I guess. Um, but okay, it's pinballs. You have ups and downs, apparently. Absolutely, that's the nature of the business. Yep, not not everyone's going to uh, going to be a, a, a runaway success. And our, uh, I guess we should probably dive straight into our first story then for uh, for September. And uh, I guess it's it's kind of starting on a on some sad news, really, with um, the fortunes of uh, a startup company based in uh, in Florida. Right, Suncoast that Pinball. That would be, which, uh, indeed. Yeah, being a, um, a sort of a division, I would say, of the uh, Suncoast Arcade. And uh, who yeah, have Suncoast been... Yeah, Suncoast Arcade, who make, make video games and cabinets. Yes, and uh, so they um, decided to get into the pinball business as well. Um, their first game was uh, Cosmic Carnival, which had um, very cool art by Dirty Donny. Indeed, it did. Yeah. Um, interestingly, when the game was um, first, um, I guess, revealed, uh, well, it wasn't revealed at Texas, it was already shown at the Houston uh, Arcade Expo uh, prior to that as a Whitewood. Um, but the um, the, 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 the game with artwork I guess. With, uh, was at the Texas Pinball Festival, but in sort of a demo mode, uh, which actually didn't go very well with the public, uh, if I may say, because usually uh, when there's a new game, there's a line of people playing it. And here, uh, that line went quickly, quickly... Uh, vanished, so to speak, um, because you couldn't actually play a game. You just press the start button and you got uh, a single ball. You could flip it around, but there was no scoring and whatsoever. And that was all that was in that demonstration mode that they had at the time. Um, but I guess that or that, uh, that gave people already to feel like there's not much to this game. Yeah, that's uh, that's true. It wasn't. I, I don't think it's a very good way of presenting. Uh, a new game because you get none of the feel you get none of the sort of uh, feedback from making the shots you don't get any uh, sound effects or light effects or or uh, anything in the way of uh, inserts or flashes or uh, yeah, any, or, uh, anything giving you making it into a fun shot to make and to be honest the ramps weren't exactly fun in the first place they were just you know the left ramp fed back to the uh, to the right no the left flipper and the right ramp fed back to the right Right, so you could um, just do figure of eight shots all day long, and um, yeah, and you couldn't get. uh, It was very difficult to get back all the way up to the top once you went through the uh, the the top roll over lanes, and there was basically no getting back up there. Yes, Um, although although that was that was addressed a little bit later on with a. uh, I think it was a lane that fed back to the shooter lane, so you could get the wall back to the shooter and then launch it back to the rollers. But it's not. Yeah, it's not. 
not really much of a, a solution. Right. Is and, it? Um, uh, well, then then the, the ramps changed. So because they, they, they listened to feedback and they uh, figured that they needed to change uh, the ramps, I think the outcome was still the same, but they looked uh, more interesting. And they were less blocking uh, the play field. Um, and then I think it was like two months ago that we reported that um, the uh, uh, estimated production of 250 units was uh, adjusted and would now be only a hundred units, uh, which to me already was an indication that uh, sales weren't that great. Uh, because if you have a, a good seller on your hands, why would you reduce the numbers? Um, this could be more like an attempt to get your hands on something more exclusive, uh, maybe. But I'm afraid what, uh, we're not even going to see 100 units because, uh, like you said, the company filed for Chapter 11. Now, you did your homework on that, so can you exp uh, uh, talk yeah, to uh, Tell us what you yeah. found out. Okay, well, um, looking at the court filings, um, there were um, Suncoast originally started with one unit. Well, it was the arcade business, and uh, expanded into the unit next door. They were in, uh, I think they were in two o four. No, in two o two, and expanded to two o four, uh, which is next door. And um, that was around the time they started their, their pinball production. So I guess that was really for the pinball side of things. And um, and then just recently there was some there was some papers filed um, suing um, Suncoast Arcade, which is, is I guess I say I describe them as sort of like the sister company, or the, it's probably like the parent company or the holding company right. for Suncoast Arcade and Pinball. Uh, but they were basically being sued for back rent on both of those units. Uh, the sum was seven thousand one hundred and seventy six dollars for each of those two. Which is not a um, ridiculous amount. I mean... That's... It's not a huge amount, no. No, it's... Um, so, no, it's it's 14... Basically 14,500 total, which for a company, you know, that's that's solvent and um, and has good turnover, that, that's not a huge amount and, and could easily be um, arranged, you'd think. Well, it's, but, um, it's like the price like of three there. pinball machines. Yeah, well, we don't know how easy they were to sell, do we? Right. Um, but, yeah, the, so the, the wrinkle there was that um, the owner of Suncoast, uh, John Weaver, had personally guaranteed the um, the rent, and it was therefore he was being sued um, as the guarantor for that. But not only for that back rent, but also for, for future rent, uh, on the basis that the company, if the company went out of business, then that would be lot of earnings to the uh, to the landlord. So he was being sued for more than fifteen. The, the exact figure is not it's not declared. It's just it's more than fifteen thousand dollars for each of the units. So that pushes it up to you know th above thirty thousand. Right. Um, and, and that was also legal fees as well taking into account of that so that was um what was that several weeks ago i guess that was uh, that was all uh, became public and um at that point um the, the company did file for chapter 11 which um chapter 11 bankruptcy which gives them protection against um the people they owe money to and gives them the opportunity to try and restructure the business such that they can and um, either try and make it into a profitable business or sell off some parts or 
or all, uh, one alternative is to just close the whole thing down and just liquidate what they have and pay their creditors you know, uh, pennies on the dollar, effectively. Right. Okay. Uh, but, so. it, but it looks like the, uh, the pinball operation is done. They're closing that down. There were people who were laid off uh, at that point. No more pinball manufacturing was taking place. Um, it's, it's thought that they might, might be able to um, make the arcade business um, profitable and carry on on that basis and maybe you know maybe take it back down to one unit and um and focus all their efforts on on doing the arcade stuff which was the, basically their core business to start with and um and the pinball and sort of start, forget about the pinball uh, as a uh, as a venture which didn't really work out and 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 that um that would mean that some people who had bought games or paid for games wouldn't actually get them. We understand that the, the numbers on that are, are, are low, around about four people. But um, And there are parts still for, for various games that are play for right. and, and, and play for components and cabinets. So it's possible that those games could be built still and they, they might get them, but um, it's not looking too positive for that. Oh. So there might be some people who who lose money there, um, at least some. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. I mean, you spotted this that um, that the arcade side actually announced a, a new product um, just around the time that the pinball division was being shut down. Yeah, that was like uh, four days ago. Uh, I think September twenty sixth, um, which was after they went into Chapter Eleven. So the the, the Suncoast arcade side is still apparently. Um, uh, developing and and uh, releasing new products. So, mm. well, Suncoast Arcade um, still exists as a website. Uh, Suncoast Pinball doesn't. Suncoast Arcade has a Facebook presence. Suncoast Arcade, uh, sorry, Facebook um, Arcade has a Facebook presence, and the Pinball side doesn't have a, a Facebook account anymore. That's been closed by the looks of it. It seems to have vanished. So yeah. it looks like um, that's definitely what they're planning to do to keep the arcade side going and uh, close and forget completely about the, the whole pinball venture. Right. Which is a shame because uh, they, they they had been talking about games two and three and the plans they had for those. No details. Yeah, and I think uh, uh, we'll I think Dirty Donny had a deal with them for at least three games uh, or three more games even, something like that. So uh, right. he might be... Um, um, well, looking for um, other work, I would say. I'm not sure whether he got paid up front for all three titles or whether um, there was to be done uh, by the time that he would submit the artwork. And maybe already did, I don't know. But um, yeah, it's, um, it's a pity. It could have been interesting. Yeah, um, <clears throat> it, it's a. Uh, Sanitary lesson because uh, you, you would have thought they were they were a reasonably well-funded startup, having a successful arcade company behind them, should be able to see them through. You know the first couple of games, but um, they they went about things in a very different way. You know they didn't really, apart from apart from Donny, they didn't really bring in any sort of well-known pinball people or um, pinball expertise that we're aware of into their manufacturing and design. Uh, of the game so when it was released it was kind of um, somewhat lackluster in in terms of the, re the reception it received and i think that obviously followed through in, in sales and um but 
Oh, I honestly thought they'd uh, they'd last a bit longer, but uh, I guess there were other other issues as well in the company that meant they they didn't have the uh, the the free cash flow that they needed in order to to continue manufacturing and developing right. of their their future titles. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I guess that's all there is to say about this. Um, it's a pity, but um, oh well. It is. I feel, feel sorry for the people who are working on the business down there in yeah, Florida. Yeah, or the people who are uh, the four people that still have a game on order. Um, so yeah, oh well. yeah, yeah. Okay. So on on to happier news then. Yeah, sort of. I guess. Um, mm. I guess we're going to uh, Stern Pinball, um, basically mm. teasing, uh, announcing, revealing, and then streaming Elvira's House of Horrors. Which I really yeah, need to be the, careful how to pronounce it because you might really hear <laughs> something different. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the third game in the uh, Elvira series after Elvira and Party Monsters and then Scared Stiff. And right. it, it, uh, it picks up a, a, a lot of themes from those two games as well as Elvira's uh, TV appearances as well. Right. So um, uh, we have a, uh, a very colorful playfield design by um, Dennis Nordman who designed the previous two Elvira games, with artwork by Greg Freres. Yeah. Um, and they, they were working together as uh, Whizbang Studios, yes. um, as, they, as they did yes. on some uh, earlier games, including you know, the Woe Nelly being... Um, oh. Big Juicy Melons game being their, uh, their, their first studio title. I right, guess. which uh, was also picked up right. by Stern Pinball. So, and of course, uh, with Greg Ferrer being art director at Stern Pinball, it's not that strange that Stern would uh, be picking up uh, titles from Whizbang. Um, although this is a game with quite a bit of a history, um, I think this is a game that has been uh, in the making for at least six years or so. Hmm. There's been been several. Um, well, on. Going attempts to to actually make it happen, and it was uh, it was announced. Uh, what was it just over? Was it two years ago or three? Yes, three years no, ago at Texas. Texas, two thousand sixteen. Yes. Okay. So. Or yeah, over three years ago. No. Yeah. No. Uh, I think it was. I think it was two and a half years ago. Yeah. Yeah. About two and a half years ago, it was uh, announced. But even at that point. Um, I think all the work had been done on it, pretty much, as far as the design yeah. goes. I, and the way I understood it, when the game was announced, um, the rumor has it that there was already a flipping white boot in Greg's office, and that Dennis's work on that game was done. And since uh, the story, as I understood it, um, Dennis handed in the playfield design and uh, Stern needed to, to to figure out the mechanics and so on. But they weren't paying him anymore uh, uh, to work on the game, uh, which is why he, he, he well, when he got an offer from Deep Root, there was an easy choice, I guess, for him um, to say, like, hey, these, these guys are willing to pay me uh, to design more games for them. I have no obligations to Stern, so off he went. And you can't blame him for that. Um, but it does make it a bit comp- more complicated because at the same time, the game, although the playful design was finished in, uh, I guess, Dennis's eyes, uh, Stern still had to, to uh, continue that project without being able to contact Dennis for input if they needed him. And Greg um, 
probably didn't have the the back and forth banter with Dennis that he had in terms of artwork uh, discussions and and what have you, game rules and such. So the yeah, game it's was a very strange situation, really. Yeah. So the game was further developed uh, or finished, so to speak, at Stern Pinball. And um, well, I don't want to make a harsh comment, but it looks like they might still be working on it for quite some time, uh, based on the fact that um, well, we've seen. I think we've seen a very interesting um, curve of development. I would almost say in the in, in how people responded. I mean, we have a situation where first of all there was a video teaser where the game was announced to be coming soon. Um, which was actually a, um, a, a part of the video that you actually see on the screen uh, in the mm. game. Um, uh, that was nice. So uh, uh, there was a dead, uh, dead had family crypt, so the dead that would be returning. There was a, uh, a house uh, with with. It, it, I think it's a good. It was a very good teaser. So. Um, I think two, three days later after the teaser, blurry images of cabinet art, uh, or, well, the game's uh, uh, positioned in a three-quarter way, I think it's called, um, leaked, and uh, and a blurry picture of, a, of the playfield. Um, I don't get how these pictures get so blurry, because why would anybody store them in a, such a low res on his computer and then leak them unless the, 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 the plan is to leak them in the first place but based on those blurry pictures um, I, I'd say the, the online response was rather um, negative I would say then we get the official reveal of photos of the game everybody's praising how great the game is how good it looks um, yes you could see it look at it as a uh, a cross between medieval madness and and scat stiff elements, um, making it a sort of scat stiff uh, on steroids, I would say. Um, and then we get the reveal stream, where people actually see um, the game being played for two hours, and it turns out that the code is far from being completed, and that turned down a lot of people. Yeah, I think it was a. I think mentioned lackluster as a as a term when talking about Suncoast, and I think it applies to the the response to the uh, to the live stream that uh, that was on the Deadflip Twitch channel. Right. Um, and I've tried before. It's trying to you know wanted to present it in the best possible light, but it, it did seem sort of quite low energy uh, as a as a presentation. And yeah, there was a lot that wasn't in wasn't shown. Um, and I, th- I don't think it benefited from um, from showing the same mode start because the way it played, you played through each of the movies, but it always started with the same movie yes, every time you played uh, it. Uh, that, that was intentionally done for this uh, stream. Uh, was explained by uh, absolutely, yeah, Jack Danger. So they uh, normally you would be able to uh, to select different modes uh, based on uh, how you play the game, uh, but for the stream, uh, the modes were all in the same order. Um, as goes for the yeah, um, which made it made it made it quite repetitive. But also, also you had to wonder whether that's because there aren't that many modes actually coded, so they couldn't show more than you know three or four of them because that's all that's actually in the code so far. Right, and um, and so, um, yeah. 
No, we 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 were we were commenting um, that there's a, a, a severe lack of call outs and uh, effects within the game, uh, humour as well for a start. Well, I didn't want to say uh, it, but thanks so for it, mentioning that because I think the game was basically lacking um, uh, all the all, uh, most of the fun and double entendres that that people are expecting from this type of game. Yeah, I'm. I'm I'm sure there'll be a huge number more call-outs put into the game later on once they've had a chance to, to really get to work on it. But it, it was an early version of the code. There's no question about it. Right. And it's, you know, as we've seen before with other games, you show games too early, you're liable not to get the reaction that you uh, you are maybe hoping for. Yeah, so, so and, we um, might be looking at another well, B- Batman 66 scenario where, uh, although... Um, uh, this game has more code than when Batman 66 was revealed because when that was revealed, you couldn't even play the game. All it had was an attract mode. <laughs> um, That's true. Yeah. Um, but, it, but, it, but it does strike me as a, as a rather strange way of, of marketing the game because, you know, going back to what we were talking about before, the, the, the leak or plant, however you want to, uh, to, to view it, of the, the low-resolution pictures... Um, they were they went out there and then Stern appeared to to be going around trying to get people to take them down. There was yeah. um, you know, people were getting emails from Stern saying take these pictures off the website please, you know. And, uh, and you and I didn't publish them because we knew that they weren't um, weren't legitimately obtained, shall we say? Well, uh, that wasn't the main reason not to, for me not to publish them. Um, I, that there was nothing to see on them. <laughs> that was basically uh, well. There was there was something you, you could see artwork, and um, it it wasn't presenting the game in the best light. That's for sure. And there were there was there were more questions um, than there were answers about how the game would work. So I don't think it helped Stern. But uh, um, but the same thing kind of, same kind of thing happened with the Jurassic Park. You know, there were leaked pictures before the official reveal. Yeah. In that case, I think some of them came from the distributor. Um, presentation, yeah. But these these ones for for um, Elvira came out before the uh, the distributors were were shown the game. Yeah. So this came from from somebody, um, I believe, it was somebody hacking around on the website trying to trying to guess the URL of uh, of the the page that Sturmick were going to put up and found some pictures there, and uh, that's where they came from. Right. But uh, I mean, to me, they were. I, I didn't want to run them because I didn't think. Well, I, th- I thought they were effectively stolen property because Stern didn't want them out there. there. They, they, uh, and given the choice, Stern would would not want them out there. Uh, they would ask and, and did ask people to take them down. So, well, um, based based on the response, although, although we don't always follow Stern's uh, always follow Stern's wishes, if if it's um, somebody else's property and they have expressed that they don't wish it to be used, yeah. I don't think you're on uh, very steady ground in publishing it. Right. At this point, I'm not sure whether Stern wouldn't want them to be published because um, it starts, it's starting to look more and more like with every game we get this uh, uh, sort of leaked images up front. Uh, everybody starts mm. talking about it. You get the hype. And ex- ex- uh, probably it's, it's exactly what Stern wants actually to happen. But for the, for the record, they need to tell people, oh, you have to take them down. Um, but they still well, get they, the buzz that they are probably yeah. looking for. But... Uh, they can only can only do that so many times before 
it gets old and uh, everybody gets wise to what they're up to. So they can probably do that for for two or three games at most. We'll, we'll see whether it happens for you know for the next game as well. Right. Okay. So now about the game, um, this is not a cornerstone uh, title, more as a uh, studio type of title, which has uh, similar to um, the Batman sixty six model, a uh, premium model limited edition and a signature edition uh, present of which the signature edition is the uh, most expensive one um, reportedly being uh, sold for in between 15 and 20 thousand US dollars so yeah well that's um, an expensive signature I think because it, it uh, is and it's pretty much all you get with that because the, the play field is exactly the same on all three models. Exactly. Uh, the, the only difference really is, is in the trim and uh, the fact that with the signature one, you get a signed card on the on the play field. On the apron. Uh, apron yeah. from, from Elvira and a little patch of red material that's supposedly from her, her uh, sofa or, or yeah. chaise lounge or whatever it is. You would describe it as, oh, I uh, guess although I can't imagine iconic sofa. I can't imagine that she's only got one of them. Um, <laughs> so, not sure about that, but they, this uh, is going to be the end of her appearing on it. Um, well, I think the the, the sofa is actually already donated to uh, some sort of Hollywood museum or a museum somewhere near Hollywood or LA. Um, but I think uh, I read somewhere that the sofa was. Um, um, I'm not sure. Pardon my English, I'm not a native English speaker, uh, but um, it was uh, um, uh, completely re um, um, it, um, upholstered, I guess. Yeah, thank you for that. Recovered. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, which would so so in in that sense, it would make it possible for them to to cut up the old uh, fabric. Uh, use right. on, the, on the sofa, and uh, because it's also included in the limited edition of uh, uh, one of her books, uh, which is a, a photo book that I uh, I bought a couple oh, of right. years ago. So it's not the first mm-hmm. time that they offer this fabric as a part of a sort of limited edition type of uh, thing. Uh, my guess is they have uh, a ton of fabric laying around and they need to get rid of it. <laughs> Yes, and you don't know don't know how many times it's been recovered or reupholstered in the past either. So it may not be the only one, but uh, yes, it's uh, it's one of the key benefits of uh, of the signature edition that and the card. I think um, there are other differences as far as the 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 body armor of the of the game goes. You get a, an extra level and and you get much um, you get the kind of glossy embossed. Um, side decals that you got with the Batman 66 uh, super limited edition but uh, we haven't seen those yet uh, or, or got to got to uh, put, get our hands on them so we don't know quite how embossed they are right but, but uh, it, it it's um, yeah I'm not going to say it's a lot of money but it is a lot of money um, but it's a limited edition no, it's a super limited edition uh, with only 50 of them being made right. as opposed to I think 500 of the regular limited edition yeah so and uh, the premium unlimited but um, as we say the gameplay is identical on on all three models right uh, similar to the batman 66 model as well um i suppose 
uh, which is yes, actually so, becoming so a the, uh, and and also with Beatles. So I guess um, uh, generically speaking, the um, the non cornerstone type games that Stern is putting out still might have three different models, but those are games that have uh, on all models the same uh, playfield and gameplay. While with the the cornerstone titles, you actually get uh, two different playfields, one on the Pro, mm. and then there's the Premium and the Ali uh, models, which also have the same playfield. So, oh well. Um, yep, so the, the promotion of the game now uh, starts in earnest, and um, Elvira herself, Cassandra Peterson, will be promoting the game she'll be um, at pinball expo yes. uh, in wheeling in um, in october in the middle of october right uh, she'll be there on the friday and the saturday and um, she'll be there at 7 p.m on the friday for the what well, i think it's the official launch of uh, elvira's house of horrors right um where they're having a, a separate launch party uh, in the botanic garden ballroom at um, the westin in Wheeling, um, and actually, that's running a lot in parallel with a uh, another Stern seminar in the seminar hall. So you have to pick and choose which one of those you want to go to. Right. Well, I think um, Dwight Dwight is doing his um, Family Feud thing in yeah. the in the main seminar hall. Not, not sure I know what um, that is about, but um... well, I think it's part. Of, I don't. Think it's, it's part of the Sternorama. I guess it probably is. It's the Stern kind of takeover, uh, which they're doing on uh, on the Friday, uh, which was was going to be on the Saturday. But well, actually, Stern is uh, still well. quite present on the seminar program on Saturday as well, with uh, Steve Ritchie doing a seminar, and then um, uh, Keith um, Elwin also a seminar on Jurassic Park, followed by um, a seminar with the entire. Um, team behind uh, Elvira's House of Horrors, including Cassandra Peterson, uh, but it also features uh, Dennis Nordman, uh, Greg Frerest, Tom Copera, Lyman Sheet, Jerry Thompson, Chuck Ernst, Paul Chemnan-Kit, Lindsay Frerest, Shopkegel, which is uh, Greg Frerest's daughter, and uh, as a special guest moderator, Jonathan Houston of Pinball Magazine. Nope, never heard of him. No. Nope. Oh well. <laughs> so, <Nope. laughs> um, so there's quite a, a, um, uh, a lot of stern presence in the um, uh, on the Saturday afternoon, I would say as well. Um, uh, that's all at uh, mm. uh, uh, Pinball Expo. I look forward uh, to this edition and, of course, moderating this um, uh, this seminar. Um, it's a lot of people on stage, uh, and there's only one hour, so um, it's going to be interesting uh, to have everybody talk a little bit about uh, their part in the game. Um, yeah, absolutely. So if, if you want to uh, uh, want to ask the team members any questions or uh, raise any points with them, then uh, Pinball Expo is the place to be. Um, you will. I will also get a, a blatant plug-in for the fact that uh, I will be there um, video recording all the seminars this year, and they will all be available on the Pinball News uh, YouTube channel after the event. Right, but excellent. If you actually want to, if you actually want to be there and ask questions, and you know, interact with the team, and, and uh, maybe get Alvaro to sign things, or any other members of the team to to uh, to sign souvenirs. 
Pinball Expo is where you need to be on right. uh, Friday and Saturday. And um, uh, I've, uh, I have it on good info that um, this might be very likely the only uh, um, occasion that Dennis Norman is uh, going to be talking about the game in public. Um, right. Since he's working for Deep Root, um, obviously he will have to focus on the games that he will be manufacturing a deep root in uh, future uh, promotional appearances and so on. So, um, any questions asked about uh, his uh, Dennis's uh, work on the game uh, should be asked at Expo. And um, I am trying to get Dennis down yeah. for an interview uh, as well, uh, possibly during Pimmel Expo. Um, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, well, part of that, um, as I said, strange situation we've got at the moment where uh, you can kind of talk about the game, but you can only talk about it for for Pinball Expo weekend. And after that, everyone goes off and, uh, well, Dennis can't talk about it anymore after that, probably, or uh, only in a very limited way. Uh, now he's, uh, as you said, working at Deep Root on his own games for, for that company. Right. And uh, he wants to, uh, want to spend his time promoting that or those um, but I, I guess Stern and Greg can can still uh, can still go out there and, and promote. Uh, but I don't know if uh, uh, Cassandra is doing any more appearances for the game. Um, I haven't heard of any. No, and um, trust me, I'm trying. Mm, yes. <laughs> so that's uh, so that's your, your opportunity. Yeah, I guess. So that's um, that's a pretty good pretty good wrap up of um, Stern's. Um, I, I guess Stern and uh, Whizbang. Uh, right. Our House of Horror. I don't want to, to 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 sound like a pessimist, but I guess the uh, the, the overall conclusion on this Elvira game is uh, it's a great looking game, and um, basically now in Lyman we trust. Yeah, well, yeah, um, it's a game is is more than just code and, and art, and and it's where the the playfield shots look look fun, but um, yeah. It, it needs to be a fun game overall, and uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll get there in the end. Um, even if it was um, only, you know, only hinted at what was possible during the uh, the live stream. Right. So, um, yeah. so our, uh, our our third headline this uh, this month was also a stern title. Yes. And, but but a, but a far from new one, <laughs> one that's been around for a good number of years. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's interesting that it's, it's made it into our headlines uh, in well, September 2019. Yeah. Well, um, there's a good reason for that. Um, people who have bought Ghostbusters uh, pinball machines, which is the game that we're talking about, um, have been um, asking Stern for a code update um, for quite some time. And Stern even indicated for quite some time that they are working on a Ghostbusters update. Um, but uh, other games were prioritized, and you know how things go. So it took a while for Dwight Sullivan and his team to um, to get around to it. But uh, in this case, I guess you could say um, it must have been uh, worth the wait. Or what's, what's the expression? Um, no, no. I think you've uh, you've you've said it uh, quite right. Uh, it's a, a really comprehensive update uh, in the in version one point one six. It's long awaited, but um, I think it was worth the wait, as you said, because it's um, it's come out and it's got you know huge. Well, 
I think you you described it to me earlier as completely changing the, the way the game plays. Yeah, and, um, <laughs> I've seen people. Uh, I think that's fair. Yeah, uh, pe- pe- people are are basically telling them they got a new game, even though they already have it for three years in their house. Um, so so they they basically they they added music, they added modes, uh, they added voice calls. Um, the way existing modes are played changed, scoring changed, um, and and it's supposed to be more balanced now. And uh, they tried to take out some of the. Um, um, uh, cheat uh, possibilities in the game. Yeah, well, the, the unbalanced scoring opportunities, shall we say? Yeah, and um, um, I've seen nothing but positive uh, 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 feedback from people who installed it on their game and were completely blown away with uh, uh, how much fun it is. And um, so that's um, a, a big compliment to Dwight Sullivan and, and his team. Um, that's uh, well, they they um, well, they came and they um, they conquered, I guess. Um, trying yeah. to find a, they, they the came and they, uh, and they kicked ass, yeah, absolutely. The, uh, they saw they. um, yes, uh, the, the addition of the uh, the wizard modes or pre wizard modes. Uh, and the wizard mode, um, you know, the uh, we are ready to believe you, and the uh, are you a god? Yeah, final wizard mode. Right, uh, and really, really making a, a complete game. I think at last, as, along with their sort of trainer mode as well, which they put in. Yeah, which is the they call the god mode, which allows you to basically jump straight into the uh, we are ready to believe you. Yeah, which is the pre uh, the pre wizard mode. Uh, which is something similar yep. to um, uh, what we've seen on uh, Safecracker, where um, you could play a different game uh, if you uh, yeah, win the assault win, win, vault. Yeah, assault the vault, uh, multi ball. You, you you go straight to that, and uh, I think there was another game that also has such a. Um, yeah, um, Twilight Zone had uh, had a twi- had a cheat mode for uh, getting straight into lost in the zone so you could just play that that finale mode as well which uh, is, a, is a good training mode um, for people who will, or, for, or for those people who who will never get to the final mode then either game set up really hard or their skill level's not enough um, or they you know it's just for guests they just want to see you know, you know what everything the game's got to offer when you complete it rather than having to go through the whole process and there it is Hold, do the do the either turn it on or press the flipper button code and uh, you're straight into it. Right. Okay. Which is uh, no, it's a nice option to have. It, uh, it it's it's not something people are going to use who own the game. I don't think other than just uh, as a novelty. Um, but it's uh, gives them the opportunity to to, to see what uh, what they're aiming for. Right. So no, it's. Um I think they uh, Stern really delivered on this uh, code update, and uh, so we have to applaud them for that. For uh, still catering to a um, uh, a three-year-old game, basically, and immediately, of course, there are rumors that there might be a vault edition uh, coming up. Now that the game improved so much, um, maybe there is, maybe there isn't. We'll see. You know. Um, mm. Uh, well, it's interesting is, that, uh, that 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 was uh, that that code took a long time, and um, obviously they have a have a lot of other responsibilities and and pressures on their time uh, at Stern uh, right. to to produce code for new games. But also that was something which uh, which was cited uh, going back to our previous stories. Um, 
cited about a reason that Elvira game didn't come out earlier. They said uh, the game is basically done hardware-wise, but they hadn't assigned anybody to do the software on it. Yeah. And that was... Uh, well, um, that was Lyman, two years ago, I guess I Lyman was assigned to it, but Lyman was working on Batman Code for uh, for quite a while and um, uh, other games that he was involved in. So, mm. um, yeah, yeah. it's the pressure that the software software guys are, are under these days with uh, so many different titles. No, not just new releases, but also going back and making changes to uh, to pre existing games. Right. So, um, but um, no. Uh, kudos to uh, to Dwight and his team on uh, on delivering this. Um, this this actually made a lot of people happy. Um, so so if you own a Ghostbusters games, make sure you get the uh, the update, um, and you'll be experiencing a completely new game. Yeah, it should be be good for uh, for those people who are operating the game as well um, once people once people know there's new software out there then they'll they want to replay it if they th thought they were familiar with it and, and uh, maybe got bored with the the old software uh, on location they can go and find the game that's got the new stuff and, uh, and play a whole new game yeah the only thing it doesn't fix is the flipper gap but oh well <laughs> there are other ways of doing that <laughs> right so um, one other uh, uh, thing I uh, uh, noticed um, uh, with Stern last month we um, uh, we had Jack Ranieri commenting in uh, on um, or making a statement about uh, playfield issues uh, mm. with with um, uh, clear code not being but, completely hardened out or whatever you call it um, and uh, yeah, causing pooling or chipping and, yeah. yes exactly um, it appears that uh, well we know that Stern was uh, uh, having similar problems and it appears that Stern uh, uh, at least looked into a solution in terms of um, adding a blank space around uh, uh, stand-up posts on the playfield where there is no artwork so that the clear would attach better to the uh, to the wood um, there was a uh, photo circulating on the internet where um, uh, a Jurassic Park playfield was shown where there were clearly um, uh, blank areas around all the stand-up posts on the playfield um, followed by a, a big, big black outline um, uh, and then mm. the playfield art would uh, would continue. Um, on the uh, the prototype of Elvira, this wasn't the case, but it might very well be the case on the production models if the clear code issues haven't been solved in the in the meantime. Um, so I just figured I'd mention that. Not sure if you have any comments. Yeah, on but that. it does it does it does kind of um, uh, verify what we would what we were speculating last time. And that maybe the the issues are with the the bonding of the of the clear to the artwork as much and the artwork to the wood, right? So those those two it's two joints effectively, um, but they Stone presumably think that putting the clear coat directly onto the wood resolves that issue or at least helps heavily in uh, in preventing and chipping. Right. Uh, whether it, and it if helps it chips, pooling, then I don't know. Even if it chips, um, then there's no artwork damaged. Yes, that's true. Yeah, it could be it could be filled in again, again, fairly easily. You would think with a little bit of uh, you know, clear um, super glue, uh, a thin super glue, like people have done with inserts in the past. Right. Okay. So yes, it, it, it could be done. 
Right. But uh, yeah, it's interesting to see uh, that because well, I think when um, when Jurassic Park first came out, it didn't have that um, those clear areas around the posts, and yeah. um, the current version or, or the production version does, as you said. So yeah. that's that's something which they, they've obviously changed. Yeah. Um, and then uh, one last thing uh, related to uh, uh, Stern Pinball. Um, uh, a project that uh, Jack Danger has been sort of uh, involved in, uh, together with a guy from Finland whose name is currently escaping me. Um, let me try and look that up. Uh, oh, can't access my email right now. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, but um, so this guy from Finland... Um, worked on a project where you could actually play a Batman 66 pinball machine online. With, uh, in the sense that you would actually be playing a real pinball machine online. You're not playing a virtual game, but mm-hmm. no, you're actually playing a real game online and you're flipping with the flippers with your keyboard um, and they made that work with uh, cameras and, and uh, everything that you need. So the game is streamed live and you're looking at it. And I'm still wondering uh, how, um, uh, if there is much of a, uh, um, a delay uh, causing you not yeah. to, um, to be well, accurate. That, that, that would be... That would be the uh, first thing I thought of. You know, what is the lag between you pressing the button and the flippers flipping? Um, and obviously, you, you wouldn't be able to nudge it you, yourself. Well, you can nudge your keyboard all you want, but it won't tilt. Yeah. <laughs> well, it may it may have you know the space bar might you know, might be attached to some kind of uh, solenoid or, or motor or something, which does actually shake shake the game. But um, it would clearly only be one person at a time who would be able to play the game. You know, it's uh, although it's accessible and viewable by by everyone, right? Somehow, it's going to have to lock the uh, lock the game out so one person at a time is actually in control of it. Yeah, but uh, but they are running a tournament on it, so uh, if you feel like it, um, um, go give it a try. It should not be that difficult to uh, uh, to locate online where to find it. And um, um, my guess is you can win cool prizes. Well, let's hope so. And um, talking uh, one more thing, which we were we were talking about Jurassic Park a little earlier. Um, new version of the game code came out this yeah. month in September, uh, version zero point eight eight for Jurassic Park, uh, which was actually a big update. I mean, it's still a still a new game, so there's a lot of changes going on. And uh, it, I think the changes which have taken place with this new version are uh, well are quite substantial. There's been lots of new voice calls, display effects, and bug fixes, and uh, adjustments to features as well, and the way that they work and the scores that they give. So that, that game is still developing as well. Um, right. So right. if you haven't upgraded uh, your Jurassic Park to uh, 0.88, then uh, get to it, because it's definitely a worthwhile update. Right. And speaking of code updates, that's um, uh, a nice bridge to uh, uh, code update, updates from other companies, in this case... Um, uh, mm. Jersey Jack Pinball uh, comes to mind, uh, who released a new code update for Dialed In, and um, uh, as well as uh, the uh, the current Willy Wonka game, um, which is uh, still on the line. 
Yeah, the, the dialed-in game had, had did, some some models did, or some uh, machines did have a problem with the the phone screen going blank or black um, during the game, and um, basically losing it, losing the video signal. Um, it looks like the version one point seven three, which they've just brought out, um, has fixed that. Uh, as far as I've seen. Everybody who had that problem uh, hasn't reported seeing it recur, so that's good. And they also did a little tweak to the uh, the order in which the the game does a, a ball search when uh, when it loses track of where the ball is on, on the playfield. So it it does check the I think the QED guy and and Betty diverters as well first, rather than leaving those to the end. So uh, th- those are the key sticking points where a game might might or a ball might get hung up in, in the game. So that should uh, speed up. Uh, the gameplay, which is good. Right. Uh, Willy Wonka, 1.14, latest version, uh, a few bug fixes, um, and also does a few mechanical changes, um, mainly with regard to uh, diverter timing to try and stop uh, instances where the ball will fly around you know, moving really fast and uh, diverter wouldn't be able to get there in time to, to send it to where it's meant to go. Um, so, but that's hopefully been improved now with the new version for, uh, for, for Willy Wonka, which, as you say, is... Uh, is currently on the line. Right. So, um, moving on to um, Spooky Pinball. Yeah, Spooky Pinball. Oh, actually, should probably just mention, before we leave Jersey Jack completely, although there isn't a new code yet for Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, that is still stuck on, um, well, I say stuck, it's, 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 <laughs> it's just shy of, of, of a, a production version at 0.99, where it's been since April, but... Uh, uh, Jersey Jack Pinball did confirm that there is an update coming, but they couldn't say exactly when it is. Um, likewise, there was no no further statement on the uh, on the clear cut issue as we were, we were saying earlier. Right. But uh, yes, on to Spooky Pinball. Yes. Sorry, let me uh, stop interrupting you. Um, oh, actually, I was going to let you uh, uh, start talking about um, um, the passing of um, Sid Hegg. Um, mm, well, you know okay. more about that yes, than I do. Yes. So. Yeah, Sid was um, a well-known actor, film producer, uh, a musician, uh, and uh, appeared in uh, well, lots of movies, in fact. But was uh, in this in the pinball context was uh, was Captain Spaulding in Rob Zombie films, and uh, and so was uh, was instrumental in uh, in making the Rob Zombie uh, Spook Show International game, doing lots of call-outs that game and um, was very supportive um, of the whole project and worked closely with the Spooky Pinball team on that and uh, his passing was announced uh, I think just about a week ago which uh, was was very sad obviously Um, a a very well uh, respected and regarded um, multi-talented guy Um, so sad that he's no longer with us Um, but his work obviously lives on both in, in his music and films and in the uh, in the in the Rob Zombie game, right. So, uh, um, needless to say, that uh, uh, Spooky Pinball uh, responded to this, and they uh, were um, um, uh, what's what's the best word? Um, sorry to hear about his passing, and uh, obviously they had a great uh, relationship with uh, with Sid. So, uh, condolences to um, well to Spooky Pinball for this loss, and also to Sid Hag's uh, family and so on. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And furthermore, uh, on the Spooky Pinball news, uh, they are currently still uh, uh, building Alice's Cooper 
uh, Nightmare Castle, um, limited to 500 units. And as they uh, announced earlier, they expect to finish that production uh, by the end of December. Um, there are still a few open spots, so if you're interested in a Alice Cooper Nightmare Castle pinball machine and you don't want to wait long, then this is probably your chance to get one. Yeah, there aren't, there aren't a huge number out there with a limited run of 500, but uh, I have to say that everybody who's played one that I, I've spoken to has been very impressed by the game, and uh, it's, I think having played it, it's, it's led to quite a lot of uh, orders for the game, certainly in the UK, um, after the experience at the uh, UK uh, Pinfest show, then uh, I think there were several people who bought the game on the, on the basis, on the off the back of that um, having had a chance to play it and we're, we're thoroughly impressed so uh, yeah um, it's believe, but it is limited to 500 so uh, no matter how impressed you are if, uh, if if there are no more available then uh, you'll be kicking yourself so so get out there and, and, and find one and, and play it and see what you think right so um, um, I'm trying to see uh, where we should be uh, oh yeah um Sort yeah, of related music. To I'll, I'll leave this symbol. one to you. <laughs> well, you're um, the music guy. I guess this was announced <laughs> already uh, last uh, last month. Uh, Scott Denisi uh, did release the remastered version of uh, his Total Nuclear Annihilation soundtrack album. I guess you can call it, um, which includes a, uh, a a bonus track called Scarlet, which is not in the game, although. Um, I guess uh, it's up to Scott whether to decide if he wants to do a code update and he might actually bring that song into the game um, which wouldn't matter to me in the sense that um, I don't get further than three uh, three different tunes in the game because I'm not that good of a player <laughs> so I still have to listen to uh, to the soundtrack to listen what else is in the game um, and um, uh, uh, on this new remastered version Scott brought back the uh, the original um, uh, intro track to the game uh, the the tune with the uh, with the high beep uh, where he actually, um, I think he lowered uh, that 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 specific beep with an octave uh, on the uh, original soundtrack. Uh, but uh, as people complained about that, and they really wanted that that beep back, um, he listened to them and um, um, brought it back. So if you're uh, if you're curious about that, um, the the album is available on uh, Spotify and all sorts of uh, streaming services. So just uh, search for to "Total Nuclear Annihilation" by Scott Denisi, and uh, you'll find it there. Great. Okay, so let's um, let's carry on with uh, with companies who are producing pinball games right now, rather than ones which are upcoming, and and move on to America. Pinball, who right. uh, who have been busy, you know. It's uh, by the time you're listening to this, it will, will be October, um, and their current game is, of course, Oktoberfest, which is, of course, not uh, the actual Oktoberfest. Isn't just about October; it's about September and October. Right. Uh, it's a it's a long event, and um, but they've been uh, taking advantage of the current October. Oktoberfest celebrations in order to promote their games, haven't they, Jonathan? Yes, they have. Um, didn't keep track of all of them, but uh, it, uh, obviously it makes sense. Um, they did showcase a couple of new locations where the game is uh, uh, available to play. 
And there are uh, Oktoberfest events where uh, where the game is promoted, like you said. Um, and um, one of the uh, shows that they will be attending uh, the upcoming month is the uh, Global mm-hmm. Gaming Expo in Las Vegas. And that is held from uh, October 15 to 17. Uh, which is interesting because um, I'm not sure how many pinball companies will actually be representing uh, pinball at this uh, global gaming expo because I think it's more uh, computer game uh, focused, I'd say. But haven't right. been there and yet. That's um, that's right, right up just before um, expo, isn't it? So that be yes. going. Uh, that'll be the last day. Of that will be well, in fact, it's. No, Expo starts on the 16th, I think, so the 15th to the 17th for in Las Vegas. So they're going to be doing that. And, of course, I guess they'll be rushing over to we getting straight afterwards. Right. And uh, speaking of uh, Pinball Expo, uh, there it is again. Um, American <laughs> Pinball uh, will be doing a seminar. And they are, uh, according to the latest uh, uh, seminar program uh, that I have in front of me, uh, they are scheduled to do a seminar on the uh, Thursday at 6.30. Um, interestingly, that will be a seminar uh, with speakers uh, Josh Kugler and Joe Schober, but uh, Joe Balser, the uh, playfield designer and uh, operations manager of uh, American Pinball, is not listed as a speaker. I'm not sure whether that's an error, uh, because I think he was listed earlier um, to speak as well, or whether he has other uh, obligations, I don't know. But I um, I just noticed that, and I thought it was interesting to uh, to notice, or to mention. I, I don't. I, I don't think American will be launching a new game at Expo, will they? No. Well, um, it's interesting that you bring that up. Um, they might not be mm. launching a new game at Expo, but um, they might be launching a game still this year. Um, mm. I've been trying uh, on behalf of the uh, Dutch Pinball Open Expo, uh, which is held November 9 and 10 in uh, Zwolle in the Netherlands, to get uh, um, uh, Joe Bolzer in particular, uh, but it, or a staff from uh, American Pinball to represent the company, um, to come over as a special guest to the event, do some seminars and so on, and... Um, um, I was told that um, due to um, the um, uh, game number three priorities and release, nobody was available to attend the event. So take from that what you think mm-hmm. that you uh, can take, but it looks like uh, early November or mid-November or end of November, uh, we might be looking at a third release from um, American Pinball. Yeah, I wonder if that would um, maybe coincide with something like the, the Houston Arcade Expo. Right. Because uh, that will be in November. Right. And it, it uh, I think they've certainly um, stated, American have stated their, their desire to at least have one game released per year. Right. And... Uh, um, Given how um, Expo has been the the sort of launch pad for their first two games, um, to, I, it's understandable that they don't want to do it this year with um, all the Elvira stuff going on there. Um, so, an, a, a a secondary event um, or a, a a latter event will give them um, a better launch pad and and more more time to uh, to get themselves ready for. Uh, 
for the launch of uh, game number three, right. which uh, which I think we're all, all interested in, in exactly what it's going to be. Yeah, because so, uh, so, we haven't had any haven't had any leaks really, have we, on that one? No, we do have some assumptions, uh, which we discussed uh, in earlier podcasts, um, where it could mm-hmm. either be Robin Hood. Or Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Um, curious to see if uh, if it will be either one of these two, or maybe something completely different. Yeah, could be. Yeah, but uh, we, we're not going to find out what that is. I don't think, um, in, uh, in this coming month, anyway. So look out for that in November. Um, but I've mentioned about um, the Houston Arcade Expo. Exactly, which which, uh, which is going to be, if not a launch pad, then maybe a a sneak peek at exactly what another pinball company, um, Deep Root Pinball, have been working on. They said that they were going to be, pre- be presenting several of their Raza, uh, that's the Retro Atomic Zombie Adventureland games, and, and they will be revealing them at the Houston Arcade Expo in November. Yeah. Um, since then there's been a little bit of uh, backpedaling on it but um they will still be there but they will be, pre- be presenting two i think they said um two of the, the early prototype raza games and um by early prototype they mean that they will not have final won't be the final design playfield design it won't be the final art and it won't be the final code um, right. And well, it's difficult to they to, are to code a game if the, if the playfield isn't done. <laughs> well, you think so? Oh, yeah. And um, this is not a launch. This is this is kind of like a a, a concept preview, shall we say, of, of what it is they're working on. Right. Um, so so that the, they will only have a minimal presence at the show. They said just in order to collect user data, um, which I guess means how the game stands up to being played or being flipped for um three days in a row right uh, but the game the game itself won't be launched until uh, early next year uh, that's the current time scale on on that game um but there was um jeff from um, this week in pinball had a had an interesting interview with with uh, deep roots head robert muller right um he said uh, uh, well, carried on about the um their plans for the Houston Arcade Expo, um, and and what they what they're going to show, and how their um, their manif- or their design systems, I should say, will uh, will be totally different from everything anything anybody else has ever done. Their um, their different types of technology they're bringing to the game, as far as re- live rendering and um, pre-rendered and live action. I think is, is a term that they use. So uh, exactly what that means, we won't won't really get to see um, until well, maybe not uh, until Houston in in uh, November. Right. But so. it was a very well, interesting uh, interview from uh, from Jeff. Yeah. And uh, and Robert. So congratulations to, to them. Well, it's uh, certainly interesting to see. Um, at one point, um, Deeproot is certainly differentiating themselves from uh, other pinball companies as they um, uh, tend to trash uh, the other companies uh, um, uh, far more than I've seen other companies do in the past, um, and still not having any product to show for it. But uh, other well, than that, that is obviously makes it easier. 
you to trash other companies who haven't got anything to, to they can criticise you for. Right. But but he was certainly um, Robert was certainly um, picking up on the the playfield uh, issues that uh, other companies have had, and uh, um, and was very very vocal or uh, in in written terms vocal about uh, how uh, um, deep roots pinball playfields are going to be you know not going to suffer from any of these problems. Are going are going to have a ten year warranty on any playfield damage, including dimpling, which kind of suggests that they might be using a, a different technology rather than uh, wood um, right. for their playfields stone but no uh, stone um, you know i i know that um when um antonio from quetzal pinball was looking at uh, finishing uh, the captain nemo games he was uh, looking at um different playfield services but um um, but couldn't find uh, one which on which the ball rolled in the way in which he wanted, uh, and which which didn't behave significantly different um, to to the way the ball rolls on wood and, and the, the spin and the grip that it gets. Um, so in in the end, he did end up going back to, to a wooden surface. Um, uh, but maybe um, but, 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 maybe but with, a, with a, a whole whole new system. They'll have a have a, a different feel. Well, Barry Belly experimented with that um, in in the past as well. Um, I do remember seeing a, a speakeasy uh, playfield which was basically completely plastic, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but it turned out to be a nightmare in production, as it was very difficult to to, to get the screws. Um, uh, mm, uh, in that's there. right. And uh, so so that didn't. Uh, while it looked great, and it supposedly would always look great um uh it did have its uh, um uh issues so to speak when it comes to to production and um absolutely but 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 to be fair that they were trying to trying to uh, use a, a a manufacturing method based around a wooden playfield to to build a game with a plastic playfield using the same tools if you design the game in in the first place, not to use wood, but to be plastic, then you can do you do a lot of different things with yeah, it. That's true, I guess. Um, it, uh, just just look at what um, no, Multimorphic and, and, and Jerry's done with the P3 with a, a plastic playfield. You know? Right. So that's that's shown it can, it can be done. And and uh, you still have to wonder. Um, yes, people um, always uh, or, or tend to say that they like how a ball rolls on wood, but with all these clear coated wooden playfields. Technically, the ball is rolling on the clear coat and not on the wood. Yeah, and people kind of say that they, they like a, you know, a a mirror finish clear coat, in which case you say there's there's no in that case you're not even picking up any of the grain of the wood and getting any any purchase of the ball um, no, exactly. on that. So it might as well be a, a plastic play field. Yeah, or a stone one or whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Maybe slate. Yes. Okay. So that's um, that's one thing from well, a couple of things from Deep Root, but there was uh, some other news as well, um, which uh, I wasn't uh, expecting. I don't know whether you were with. Um, no, I wasn't expecting it either, and I was even put off on um, uh, slightly on the on the wrong foot, I guess. Um, we have to congratulate Barry Osler for getting married. Yes, congratulations to Barry. Yeah, yeah. that. Uh, they were left field as far as we could see. Uh, yeah, well, I wasn't really paying that much attention to Barry. And um, interestingly, um, um, the pictures of uh, the wedding showed up on my uh, Facebook timeline um, 
and they were posted by someone in attendance of uh, of the wedding, and uh, it basically said something like, uh, someone got married, guess who? Something like that in, in that mm. line of order. Um, obviously, it was Barry Osler, um, and I guess there were like a dozen photos, but... It wasn't until the last two pictures that I actually got to see the bride, because prior to that I was almost under the assumption that Barry was married to uh, a man, uh, because that man was appearing in all of those pictures, um, <laughs> and uh, completely dressed up for uh, um, for the wedding, So, um, which is, if that would have been the case, it's completely fine with me. Um, um, but uh, eventually, turned out to be not the case. Although it had me wondering for a second, like, really? I didn't know that. But okay. <laughs> but that was um, <laughs> quite uh, quite funny. Uh, but I'm very happy for um, for Barry that he um, uh, that he married again. Uh, obviously, Barry's a uh, widow. For those who don't know, and um, I'm happy to see that he found uh, a new love in his life. Yeah, absolutely. Congratulations to him from. I'm sure all of us in the pinball community. I was a little, little um, taken aback initially because it was only probably I don't know a week or so earlier that I got a message from Barry saying my Facebook account's been hacked. Don't, don't click on any links you may have been sent from me, um, or, or believe any of the posts that might might be posted under my name. Yeah. And then lo and behold, he, the pictures of uh, of him being married. But the fact they were pictures. Um, I guess means it's uh, well, it, it, it um, took away any doubts I had. So uh, yeah. yeah, so congratulations to to, to Barry and Kathy. Yeah, and yeah, uh, wedding. It, it, uh, at the wedding, uh, several of uh, Barry's colleagues from Deep Root uh, were present. Um, I do recall seeing uh, John Papadouk being there and Stephen Bowden, uh, possibly more, but I didn't recognize everybody. I guess, um, and I don't have them in front of me right now, so I can't check so yeah well it, it, it was their day so congratulations to them and uh, we'll, we'll look forward to seeing them uh, i don't know whether they're both be at, at expo um but i'm sure sure barry will be there i'm not we, sure whether, we'll he, find will out whether or not, uh, he moved but um he's no yeah, longer living sure. in chicago but um oh well we'll see oh, i'm uh, sure there, he'll be there there is no mm-hmm. deep root seminar scheduled as far as i could see um at expo so no no, I don't think so. No, they're, they're keeping their powder dry until uh, Houston, um, and uh, and but that won't, as we said before, that won't be the the launch of any of their games. But um, maybe maybe Texas next year will be, or uh, or, yeah, or maybe or year maybe after. later, maybe Midwest. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah, a well, week yes, later. So <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, well, yeah. okay, moving on. Mm. <clears throat> yep. Um, so another company, which um, well, not a company, I guess, so far because they haven't, haven't produced any games, um, and I don't know whether they've sold anything yet. But uh, um, Haggis Pinball, um, who are working on, on their Celt game, and now that was uh, when was that game? Was that going to be um, shown at Expo, Jonathan? Yeah, you remember. Uh, was. Was, well, actually, it was supposed to be shown at the Brisbane Masters already, uh, which was um, in August, I think. Um, they were going to show it there, and uh, then uh, um, uh, they reserved already a container to ship um, like a dozen games um, to Pinball Expo. And I guess um, uh, the last thing I saw about it is that it's now... 
scheduled for November. So I guess that sort of indicates that they, we might not be seeing it at Expo. Hmm, that would be a shame. Um, although it's, uh, I think it's been been delayed before, but um, yeah, well, I was I was looking forward to seeing how the, what progress they've made on on developing Celts. Um, whether we'll see anything or not, don't know. The, the, I don't think there's a seminar scheduled at Expo for that no, game. No, didn't see one. No, no. So uh, no, well, maybe nothing. Maybe that'll be at Houston as well. Who knows? Um, I'm not um, even so, sure whether they will be at Houston, but um, oh well. Uh, best of luck with them uh, to them. But um, hmm. it is interesting to see that there is so much uh, delay uh, for uh, basically a single level playfield with no ramps. So you, you, you might wonder, like, okay, how difficult difficult is it going to be? I mean, I can see that adding ramps and and working up in height on a playfield might make it more difficult. But apparently even um, uh, if you don't have those, then it's still hard, I guess, to um, uh, to design a pinball machine and get it into production. Well, it seems like it's a, it's a passion project, really, and it's, it's not a full-time... Well, there's no income coming from it at the moment, there's no sales, so uh, it's I'm sure it's something that's being done in, in spare time, uh, and, and documented um, online. So uh, if, I'm sure if you want to find out more, you can uh, go to the Haggis Pinball YouTube channel and uh, see what their latest update there is. But um, it's, I guess it's I'm, I'm not going to say the uh, the classic phrase that everybody says about uh, how it is not that easy to make a pinball, as uh, people think. But um, it's you know, real life can intervene as well in some of these uh, thing, especially when it's when it's your it's just you or a, or a couple of you working on a project. Um, if, if something happens in real life and uh, you're unable to devote the amount of time you thought you were going to to it, then yeah, delays will will appear. And uh, but you know they haven't uh, they haven't got and promised anything so far. So well, they promised you know, they a couple of reveals, but uh, other than that, they didn't sell any games and they don't owe anybody any money or something like that. So. Yeah. So, okay. So, talking of uh, maybe companies who do owe people money or, or a company, right? My guess uh, is you're um, you're going to Dutch Pinball. Oh, uh, good guess. Yeah. Then let's let's go to that because um, I'm sure you've got some information about what's been going on with the uh, with Barry's plans to uh, to deal with the parts that he's got from uh, from Ara and. Um, and how how production is is or plans for production are going um, in the, in, the, in the wherever all these parts have ended up. Right. Okay. Well, uh, now, uh, to start off with um, uh, the good news, uh, the remaining parts that were still uh, stored at Ara during uh, the, uh, the their summer holiday break um, have been uh, picked up by Barry and. Um, First, they've been put in a temporary storage, um, and then a few days later, he got the keys to uh, to his new facility. Uh, and since then, he has been uh, moving parts in there, organizing uh, things, and uh, working towards setting up uh, production. Um, I guess interestingly, I did not speak to Barry the past month, although Barry reached out to me, asking me like. 
uh, what was up instead of me doing that to him, which is the usual <laughs> routine, I'd say. Um, but uh, is there any information on on where this uh, where this facility is? Uh, yeah, or I is that uh, uh, that not public knowledge? I'm not sure whether it's public knowledge, but it's uh, apparently he's. Uh, I, well, I think he's living uh, maybe two, three blocks away from it. Uh, to to put it in American phrases, um, so it's rather close to mm-hmm. his home, um, which is probably uh, uh, best. Uh, I mean, the the Ara facility was a one and a half hour drive away for Barry, so that wasn't very convenient. Um, and now it's basically uh, well walking distance, I would say. Um, so that's okay. uh, that that that's um, a good thing. Um, I don't know whether production actually already started. Um, haven't seen the signs of that. Um, but there was an interesting uh, um, newsletter published. Um, I have to do this from the top of my head since uh, my computer mm-hmm. uh, um, crashed in the meantime, uh, and I turned it off. So. Um, um, but in the newsletter, um, in short, early achievers who were who felt left out when uh, the the uh, the recent the, the sale of the uh, existing games that were stock uh, yeah. stored at Ara uh, that were sold through CoinTaker, uh, some early achievers felt left out because they felt like. They have uh, would have wanted to be prioritized in the sense that they would have wanted to be able to buy such a game for twelve and a half thousand dollars, so that they basically would have a game ready to play and one on order. But by the time the one on order would get built, they could either decide to sell it or uh, do whatever uh, something else with it. Now, so Barry um, received multiple requests. Uh, which made him decide to send out a newsletter offering to early achievers, which are the people who already uh, prepaid for a game and are basically owed a game at this point, that they could uh, buy a um, uh, a $12,500 game, uh, which would then be uh, one of the first games to be manufactured in the new facility and shipped to them, and then they can still choose what to do with the original order uh, the original game that they have on order so um i haven't watched whether there were any uh, comments or how the how the response was to that but uh since this was sort of initiated by some of the uh, people who are actually owed a game um mm. i guess okay if they feel like um uh buying such a game um Sure. Okay. Why not? Um, I'm uh, uh, on the on the list of uh, getting a game as well. Um, but I didn't feel like I should buy another game to uh, get going. So I'll just uh, wait in line until my number is up, and hopefully uh, I will get there soon. But well, one I, of the one of the key things I think about the deal was that if you did pay, you know, the twelve and a half thousand dollars now. And or when you're when the game is ready, not prepay. You pay it when it's built, okay. And you're one of the first ones to get a, a, one of the new games. Right. And of course, by paying that money, you give working capital to to Dutch Pinball to carry on and build all the other games. Right. Or help help do that. 
anyway, when when your uh, early achiever model, which you would have got um, eventually, is ready, you, you will then have the option to get a full refund as well. And you didn't have to take the delivery of the game and then work and try and sell it to someone. You could just say, I don't want the game, sell it, and I'll, and I'll take my, my my money back, please, yeah. at that point. But at that so, point, you so could also... Um, if, if it gets to that point it means that that game that, that twelve and a half thousand you put up at the start would be refunded so you still have a game and it wouldn't that wouldn't cost you any more than your initial payment right okay so um yeah so so uh, i guess that's the news on dutch pinball um i do hope they get into production uh, really quickly um yeah i think everybody does yeah and um I guess it's up to Barry to um, to gather a team of people who can assemble these uh, these games, uh, and hopefully he will be able to to get started on on building them soon. Yeah, and we'll of course uh, keep you updated with uh, all his his progress. And uh, who knows, we might even get him back on for another interview uh, before right or too long, and he can tell you all about it himself. Sure. Oh, well, that would be fun. So. Um, hmm. Maybe we could do something like that uh, with our podcast uh, for next month. We'll see. It depends on what the news is of uh, of the coming month. Yeah. Um, although it's, my my guess is it's, the it's, it's going to be a busy time. I think for us, isn't it? The coming month. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's Pinball Expo month. So yes, mm. that's going to be a uh, a busy month. I look forward to uh, to going there. Although I won't be there uh, the entire time, unlike uh, previous times, but. Um, I do have a conflicting uh, dance music uh, event in Amsterdam, and um, but I was able to figure. Well, I figured like, okay, I could do two days of this event and then hop on a plane, go to Expo, and arrive Friday late in the evening, and uh, still be part of Expo for at least another twenty-four to thirty-six hours, uh, and and see a lot of people and so on. So. Yeah, there's, um, a, there's a lot of show, so uh, even a couple of days gets you uh, great value. I um, hope so. So, um, so I, I will be there, of course, for the entire duration, including yeah. a couple of days before and uh, a good few days afterwards as well, uh, after which I shall be downtown in uh, Chicago uh, with um, a good friend, uh, Dan, and uh, I think uh, another friend of ours, Mike, is joining us this time, and we'll be uh, touring the many arcades and barcades in, in Chicago and uh, oh. checking out what they have to offer. Well, um, I will be uh, hanging around until Tuesday, so uh, I might actually uh, catch up with you on uh, on Monday or something like that. Absolutely. We if will, you don't want we'll, uh, uh, well, if, you, if you would like me to. <laughs> we, we will... Uh, um, we'll arrange that, I'm sure, um, in, right. in due course. You know, well, it'll, it'll happen, I'm sure. Yeah, okay. So, now, speaking of Pinball Expo, this is the uh, 35th edition, uh, making it, uh, well, it was already the longest-running pinball show uh, on an annual basis, and um, basically um, the, the sort of the mother of all pinball shows, you could call it. Um and um, I actually, um, I rang Rob Burke um, and asked him why we should, uh, why everybody should be attending Expo. So uh, let's take a listen to what Rob had to say. On the, on the, and all the unusual things we were offering this year, did you happen to see that yet? 
Um, I saw something about uh, some sort of uh, um, uh, Halloween kind of hunt or something. Well, that was one thing, but there's also one called Fun with Pinball. There was Pin Quest. There was Pachinko Fever. Uh, and of course, Elvira. Right. Uh, seminars, as usual. Uh, a little bit longer hours. And, um, uh, there's going to be, uh, you know, um, Stern's having their, you know, Sternorama this year on, on, on the Friday. Right. And then, um, I guess the news is Saturday. Marco's got a party going on. They're calling it a private party, but it's starting at 10 p.m. It's going to run all night. There'll be tickets for the offer at the expo. Uh, okay. To get into it, I believe on Marco's personal website, there's more information about their party for Saturday night. Any special activities because it's the 35th uh, edition? Well, I'm bringing in a load of games from Spain, never before seen in America, so that would be interesting. Um, and I guess Pinball's coming in from Australia, which I think will be their first time coming. Right. Um, Dino Gaspari is coming as a, as a vendor from Canada. He'll be there for the first time. Uh, your buddy Giacomo is coming as a vendor from London, England. Ah, from uh, Pinball Creative. No, i tell you one thing that I'm kind of excited about is uh, on Saturday at 6 p.m. We're going to have this talk with all the uh, Bally artists and designers. Right. So the idea is almost like a fireside chat in a way. So. so I think it'd be kind of fun to have all these Ballyites all together under one one room. Right. Just to share some special times together. The schedule is so full again. It just, you know, you can hardly move. Yeah. And, um, oh, you know, the, the uh, as you see, we have we have the um, Hall of Fame on Thursday night. You just, um, just couldn't find the space to put it any other place. And, and then I'll be speaking about kind of, kind of like a slide presentation or a PowerPoint presentation of uh, some highlights of the first 34 years. Right. Yeah. And then, Jonathan, we're having that pinball auction Saturday. I'm not sure if you caught that or not. I, uh, well, I did see that. I was wondering, uh, so are you auctioning off, auctioning off games of yourself, or is a, a third-party company uh, doing that? Or? Yeah, it'll be a third-party company. They'll have about 50 games there. And the auction is going to start Saturday morning at 10 a.m., but it's going to be an online auction. Okay. So um, the games will be, you know, on the floor, and people can play them, you know, throughout the whole week of Expo. But then uh, I think starting at 6 o'clock is when they start closing the auction down. So if no one places a bid, then uh, I believe it's going to be every two minutes, uh, it'll it'll... It'll end at six o'clock, and if no one plays the bid, then six o two, the next item, the next machine will be up for bid. Right. And they keep going back and forth until the bidding stops on that for two minutes, and then the next, the third one goes. So. Right. It'll, pro- it'll probably go till I'm guessing nine o'clock or so. Okay. So um, yeah, obviously that's uh, simultaneously with uh, seminars in another uh, room, I assume. Right, but let's face it. If you, as long as you got your phone, you can place your bid just right off off your phone. Right, right. So you don't have to be present in the room. Um, Correct. 
Okay, that could be interesting. So speaking yeah. of, of, of games at Expo, um, last year you already expanded quite uh, a bit on the amount of games, the number of games present at the show. Um, how will that be this year? Well, my goal is to hit 500. You know, time will tell, but um, I'm bringing over 100 games myself, so it's, I just want it to be a very special event for everybody. It's ambitious, but we got to, got to shoot high. But we have a lot of people making commitments, so as long as they come through, we should be a good show. Right. Okay. So, any comments about the vendor hall? It's going to be packed again. You know, we we're just about uh, sold out. So, if, if anyone were to want to get in at this point in time, we couldn't even get them in. Yeah, it's the first time we've sold out in the vendor hall. It's the first time we sold out at the hotel. So anyone that wants to come to the show, they got to go to an alternate hotel. Hmm. Okay. Because of the concern of, of overflow of park of uh, parking needs, uh, we're actually um, have been arrangements to have a, a parking facility. It's very close to the hotel, and uh, they'll have shuttles back and forth for any overflow of parking. And also something new we do this year is, you know, typically we have one design of shirt that we offer for attendees. That we, you know, we sell. Right. This year we got three different designs. Okay. Um, are these so designs made by anybody that we might know from the uh, the, the pinball uh, industry? Yeah. Yeah, Chris Franke. Yeah. Um, and then John Yossi is creating a design for us. And another another fellow um, out of Pennsylvania, Flyland Designs. Uh, so he's created a very, very unique and, and, and very colorful design. So we're going to have all three designs uh, available at the show. So it should be a lot of fun. Hmm. Okay, interesting. So it's uh, now Merco, our friends Merco from Germany will not be coming to the show, but I've made arrangements for them that they're going to ship their playfields to the show, and my staff will be selling them at the show. Okay. We'll also be selling Playfield glass, Playfield glass at the show, and we'll also be selling Playfield dollies, or not Playfield, but the pinball dollies. Okay, so interesting. Um, so you you sort of have your own uh, space in the uh, the vendor hall, I guess. Exactly. I mean, I did last year too, but this year it's more to sell supplies from Merco and some other. General supplies for the for the pinball community. Right. Okay. Um, well, and then Jonathan, we're getting a lot, we're getting a lot of support from from the local media, so we're gonna uh, both radio and TV will be um, will be covering the expo. Uh, so that that'll be a first for us as well. Expanded coverage. Right. So so you might actually have a, a lot of locals pulling in as well. Well, that's what I'm really, really planning on. So uh, anyone who's going to be a vendor there is going to see a lot of people inside there. It's going to be really wall-to-wall people. Right. Okay. Cool. So um, um, obviously for you, uh, well, this is uh, 35 or 34 years in the making, so to speak. Um, uh, how excited are you? Aside from exhaust well, and all the organizing. Yeah, I think... It won't really hit me until the first day of the hall opens up because, uh, you know, you, just, you can't concentrate on, on the end result until you 
do all the initial work needed to put this thing together, but it's getting closer and closer. So uh, I know my wife's under a lot of stress because she's been doing a lot of work to to uh, make it perfect for everybody, mm-hmm. and just to make it a, a, an event of the believe saying that this was a very special time. Yeah, everything I've done is is over the top this year. It's just about every possible thing we we could do and ask for is it's all coming together. Well, so straight from the horse, you go. Path, so to speak. Rob Burr yeah. from Pimble Expo uh, on an event that you absolutely cannot afford to miss. So make sure that you head out to uh, Wheeling, Illinois, uh, October 16th to the 20th. And it's funny enough you should mention that because my phone is ringing right now and it's somebody who's been to every single one of those 34 so far and will be at the 35th Expo. It's our good friend Gary. Gary, Gary Stern. Um, sure. Yes, Gary's been everywhere. Oh, no, not Gary Stern. Um, Gary Flower. Yes, Gary oh. Flower. Ah. Yes, <laughs> yes, right, right there from the from the beginnings, the origins of the show, and uh, I'm sure he, he's going to tell us all about. Uh, well, tell us what it was like at the very very early days of uh, a pinball expo oh, and uh, how how the show has moved on since. Uh, oh, uh, what? Oh, well, he, um, he's kind of hung up. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I was just about to. I was giving me the big build-up, and uh, oh, oh, he's so man. impatient. He oh, does well. it every time. Well, if you want to hear all the stories about um, the early days of Pinball Expo, you probably have to go to Pinball Expo and uh, and catch Gary there. And uh, he he will also be uh, presenting uh, some seminars, so uh, you'll be able to catch him and, and ask him. Yeah, about um, uh, about that and uh, everything else in uh, in pinball. Right. So he, he uh, I'm sure can can tell you everything you need to know. Yeah. So um, one of the seminars that Gary will be uh, moderating um, is actually a very interesting one. I think personally, I look forward mm. to that. I don't um, know which one you mean. That's the uh, the belly uh, reunion seminar, uh, which is being held on uh, Saturday evening. Currently scheduled at uh, 6 p.m. Although I would suggest. Uh, with the Elvira seminar being prior to that, that they move it to 6.30 and move LTG uh, to later in the evening, which is after that seminar. But um, it's, um, yeah, a reunion of of Belly Pinball from, well, with people like Margaret Hudson, Dennis Norman, Greg Ferris, uh, Dave Christensen, Greg Meek, um, Tom Neiman is going to be there. So. Star cast. Yeah, exactly. So that's one of the seminars that I'm really, really looking forward to. On yeah, I, I think uh, I think more and more people are signing up for that. Almost on a daily basis. It's, it started out as about you know about four or five people, and it seems to have grown to like more than a dozen people now, and right. with more expected. Right. So um, yeah, and with so many people on stage, you might need a little bit more time. And they, I'm sure, they all have uh, great stories to tell. At least that's what I hope, uh, because that's the stuff we all want to hear about. So that's um, that. That's one of the seminars that I'm uh, really looking forward to. Um, do you have any uh, favorites on your uh, agenda that you're like, oh, I really would like to see how that's going down, or? You are absolutely putting me on the spot here because I haven't looked at the seminar schedule for about, about um, two weeks now ah. um, since uh, since it all changed. But um, I think I'm going to have to going to have to plump for the uh, the Elvira one because uh, I mean she's always such great value. Wherever she appears, she was she was marvellous when she was at Texas, and I'm sure she will be this time with uh, 
and this time she'll have the entire you know the crew there from from the game and the game itself so uh, i mean what what's not to like about that so i think that's that's going to be my must see plus of course you know got to got to be a shout out for uh, ltg as well um the the evening session always good fun with um i think the uh suitably rowdy um end to the day which uh it's always fun and a bit raucous, I'd say, rather than rowdy. Yeah, well, it's, uh, interestingly, it's, at the current uh, seminar schedule, it's not uh, uh, scheduled at the end of the day, which you would expect. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering whether this is going to change because. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm actually hoping it's going to change. First of all, because it's sort of uh, uh, traditional for LTG to close off uh, uh, the day. And hmm. second, it would um, allow um, the the Elvira seminar and the Belly seminar to run a little late, both, uh, in the, or or give them a little bit more time because with so many people on stage, an hour is probably not enough. That's, that's I did notice uh, that there were a couple of seminars there where I thought, really, is is that is, is that all the time they've been given? I'm sure they will overrun, um, or if not, they'll they'll will have to continue in a. Uh, out in the corridor or in a side room somewhere because uh, I can't imagine all the questions are, are going to be asked for all the people in in the time um, allotted at the moment. So uh, so keep an eye on the, uh, the schedule for the seminars because uh, I have a feeling th- things will be changing there and be a little bit fluid right. um, in, in the days and weeks um, leading up to it. And then to, well, it'll be days because it's not many weeks now. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's so. going to be fun no matter what happens. Right, so then there is uh, a little bit of news uh, from uh, Pinball Magazine. Now, I'm not sure if you heard of that magazine. It's a uh, publication that's more like a book. And um, uh, Oh, yes, I uh, may have heard of that. Right, yeah. okay. So um, they have been... Uh, uh, they had an issue. Uh, the second issue uh, that they published was uh, the issue with the, that focused on the career of Dennis Nordman. And uh, Greg Freyer has also chimed in. Uh, Cassandra Peterson had an interview in there. Uh, um, and um, lots of interesting stuff on the career of Dennis Nordman. Um, that issue has been sold out for uh, over two years now. Um, there is slightly good news in the sense that, um, as I'm the editor of Pinball Magazine, in case people <laughs> forgot about that, um, I am looking into doing a reprint of uh, that issue. Um, there is one catch uh, in order to do such a reprint uh, to uh, to make it economically feasible, so to speak. I will have to add additional advertisements, um, and I send out a uh, a, ma- uh, a mailing to potential advertisers, uh, offering them the chance to advertise in this uh, this reprint. Uh, for a uh, very affordable, I think, uh, affordable advertising rate, which is uh, two-thirds of a uh, normal um, uh, ad in uh, in a regular print run of uh, Pinball Magazine, um, based on the fact that this print run will also be like uh, half to two-thirds of a traditional uh, print run. But um, for those who are uh, missing Pinball Magazine number two in their collection, and there's quite a few people out there uh, who have been requesting uh, to reprint Pinball Magazine number two. There is uh, this in the works, so hopefully by, let's say, mid to end November, if all goes well, 
Pinball Magazine number two should be available again. Oh, good news there then. And um, I think, um, will, will there be any, any updates to any of the, uh, the features in there? Um, the current you, you've given changes in the, in the past two years? Well, um, it's uh, uh, interesting that you, uh, that you ask. Um, the magazine itself will keep its original content. Although some typos uh, uh, that that have been spotted uh, will be corrected, um, but um, as an editor, of course, let's say that I would do an interview with Cassandra Peterson right now uh, and replace the original interview. Um, that might upset the people that bought the original uh, print. Uh, or a magazine That's when it true. was out. Um, so instead, the idea is to do the reprint and do a... Uh, I'm trying to work out uh, whether I can do a supplement, uh, a separate supplement with uh, interviews with Dennis Norgman and Greg Ferreras and uh, hopefully Cassandra Peterson as well um, on the, uh, uh, the newest Elvira game, but also have Dennis talk about... Uh, his current work at Deep Root as far as he can and um, and such. Um, the problem right now is that everybody uh, involved in the Elvira game uh, at Stern has been told that they can't do any interviews on the game uh, until after Pinball Expo. So um, I was hoping to have that supplement ready by Expo. Well, that will not be the case. Uh, so that will be at a later time. And um, but my uh, the idea is that um, uh, once the supplement would be available, it's probably going to be a um, uh, relatively cheap supplement to order. It will be in print, uh, and uh, for those ordering Pimble Magazine number two, will automatically get uh, that supplement with it as well. If that all happens, and if all these people are willing to uh, contribute to such supplement, but I am working working on, on on something like that. So, so thank Great. you for asking okay. that and allowing me to bring that in. No, no, it's important. Okay, um, I think I've uh, I haven't got anything else to to raise for this for this month. Have you? Well, um, I'm looking at a black screen, so <laughs> I, I really couldn't be able to tell. <laughs> I guess that means we covered everything. I think we wow. did. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, we talked about a number of shows. Let me just put in a blatant plug. Um, quite a lot of these shows, the uh, especially the ones that are held at hotels, um, they they often sell out of their rooms very early on. And I know the Texas show sells out incredibly quickly. It's in the same kind of speed at which Pinberg sells out. So you really need to uh, keep an eye on when these shows are and uh, get in early with your bookings if you if you want to be guaranteed a room uh, in the uh, facility itself. So I will uh, I will plug and say um, check out the Pinball News Diary which um, puts in all the all the shows that we can uh, that we know about and um, are, in, are told about. And at the moment, that's going all the way up to uh, we're going to November next year. Wow! Yes. Um, so if we, mentioned, we mentioned the UK Pinfest show, for, for instance. Um, the dates for next year's show, well, that was August. Uh, the dates for next year's show are already in, and the uh, you can ring up and get the hotel booked now for that at the show rate. I know because I've done it. 
and um, like Southern Fried Game Room and Replay Effect, all that, all all in there, Pintastic, you know, Rocky Mountain, Ann Arbor shows, they're all there for for next year. So um, check that out, and uh, if you're going to those shows, make sure you get your bookings in nice and early, and if they're not there, and uh, you want, uh, please feel free to drop me an email, uh, editor at pinballnews.com, and uh, I will uh, chase up the details for you. Right. and make sure they, they go on site as soon as possible right so and with that latent plug <laughs> <laughs> i think we can uh, we can bring this this podcast covering the the exciting month of uh, september 2019 to a close uh thank you to uh, to jonathan for uh, for co-hosting today so, as, as you're very always. welcome thank you uh, martin as well and um we look forward to to greeting you for uh, for next month when we look back at, at the all the events that have taken place, and I'm sure there'll be lots of them given everything that's happening. Right uh, in October. Right, and, and if you um, happen to be at Pinball Expo, uh, we always appreciate it if you uh, uh, if you see us and you want to say hi, please come over and say hi. Absolutely, and if you've got any suggestions for things we could do uh, that we're not doing or tell us the things that you like that we are doing that's always helpful and good useful feedback right so and for those uh, people wondering is Gary Fowler actually real yes he will be at Expo and we'd love to point him out to you so you can uh, ask him yourself all the questions you have been uh, dying to ask him absolutely so uh, with that we'll uh, we'll wrap up this this podcast and um, and thank you very much for listening um, and so from myself Martin Herb, and from Jonathan Jusen of Pimble magazine that's him we will uh, wish you a, a very goodbye okay thanks and bye bye